0: Welcome to No Compromise, where faith and reason fuse in conversation. Qu'ils sont
1: Hello, Johnny. Hello, my love. Hello, everyone. So what's going on, Johnny? Lots of know. stuff.
0: <laughs> Actually, we do have a lot of things going on, yeah, don't we? Yeah,
1: we've been working on a bunch of photo shoots That's on right. our photography business side.
0: Things are suddenly taking off all yeah. at once.
1: And if you're interested in seeing our daily photos, you can go to Wyse Photography for you wordpress.com or search for wise photography for you on our youtube page you can see our daily walks yes well the pictures we take and you've been recording the song of hiawatha and you'll be posting that later this summer right and on the christian atheist you featured a second part of an interview with your friend paul
0: right of what do you mean god speaks
1: right and i think you have one more part to post next week right, right? yeah okay yep Go ahead. Interestingly,
0: we also came up with some interesting news today because Dr. Scott Stripling finally published, or I guess he was waiting for the peer review Mm -hmm. to come out on the Mount Ebal curse tablet.
1: That's right. And so
0: for the first time, and I've.
1: You've been waiting for that I've been that waiting for a anxiously time. for this. Yeah. I've
0: been very frustrated that it hasn't been out before this. They actually told us it would be out by the end of summer last summer. That's and right. And now summer's come around, and it just came it's out today as we record this.
1: Right. Yeah, so that was exciting. You're going to do a Christian atheist on that, right? That's
0: right. We're mm-hmm. going to do that in combination with
1: C.S. Lewis's, with Lewis's essay
0: on modern biblical criticism.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's going to be coming up probably in June. Okay, so the last two weeks we discussed The Day Boy and the Night Girl by George MacDonald, and right. that's done now. Yep. And this week we want to talk about a poem whose theme keeps recurring of late for us as we listen to current events. Yes. And this poem is called The Gods of the Copybook Headings.
0: By Roger Kipling.
1: Right. So before we start, let's do a little background information on the poem. Mm-hmm. The Gods of the Copybook Headings is a poem written by Rudyard Kipling, as you said, and this is one of his several, what would we say, not so cheerful expressions. It's
0: <laughs> yes, definitely not a <laughs> cheerful poem, that's for sure. No,
1: on the state of the world after World War One, but it's like so relevant for today.
0: Incredibly relevant.
1: Yeah, It was published in 1919, and as for structure, it's a 10 stanza poem separated into sets of four lines, and the rhyme scheme is, a A B B C C D D. Right. Yeah. And really, the stanzas kind of read like paragraphs. Yep. Yeah, rhyming paragraphs.
0: Yep. And if you look at it, the poem, it's actually, the lines are longer than yeah. most poems. So it, it actually almost reads like an essay. Right, in exactly. Ways. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's, it's a very enjoyable poem, even and, though it's not. Packed an, with information. Yeah, even though it's not an enjoyable topic. Mostly, he uses imagery as a literary device, mm-hmm. right? and it, it, it kind of deals with the passing of the ages. Yes. Okay, so what are the copybook headings, John? What are what are copybook headings? There's no way anybody would know what that, what right. that is these days. In,
0: in today's world, we <laughs> have a different sort of educational structure Wait. than they had back in the days of the early 20th century, both in England, where Rudyard Kipling was from, and in America, where students were given these copybooks. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the copybook,
1: on each Which page. is essentially
0: a blank page. Mm-hmm. They would have a simple phrase. Right. Such as a penny saved is a penny earned. And then the student would be expected to copy that out down the lines of the of, of the, the copy page. book of the page. Mm-hmm. And so there and would that was basic a basic that was moral. a handwriting assignment. Right.
1: And in teaching handwriting, you're teaching
0: morality as well, Well, right? So they always had these little aphoristic sayings, right? And so these were-
1: So imagine a penny saved, a penny earned, like you're writing it 10 times, right? Then it gets into your head.
0: Right. And it's the simple things, the common sense views of the world that everyone seemed to know, which is the whole idea of common sense, right? It's the basic moral structures of the world that human beings live in.
1: Right, right. And that's the basic theme of the poem. Yes. It can be summed up as, as you progress, don't forget the basic principles of good life.
0: Right. And it's almost Kantian in that sense, because it says that these things are common to humanity, Mm -hmm. these moral structures, and everyone knows them at some level.
1: Right, right. And
0: to reinforce them with the copybook headings is just society's way of replicating itself and keeping itself safe Mm -hmm. and functional.
1: Right. And so basically, they're common sense, goodness, right, right. But in the poem, they keep, well, in reality, too, they keep being replaced by new gods, and the new gods are wealth and progress. Right. Particularly progress. Right. And humanity goes down when we forget these common sense principles. Right. That's what we find in the poem. Yeah. And every time humanity falls astray, the copybook headings come back in. They step in, they reset things. But the thing is, this cycle starts all over again. I think we were listening to the radio, and they were talking about the copybook headings this week. The person was talking about how we're returning to those copybook headings. We're in that cycle. I'm not so sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not so sure either. And <laughs> not we probably, quite
1: yet. We Eventually, we'll get there, but I'm not sure if I agree with yeah, that.
0: Yeah, if the pendulum swings in the right yeah. way, we will. I'm not sure either.
1: But that's what Kipling was saying. They always come around. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. What? So- Go ahead. I I was just going to say it's probably worth it here at the beginning Mm -hmm. to make the point that Kipling contrasts the gods of the copybook headings, that is, the sort of transcendent structures that they represent, with the gods of the marketplace. And these are the things that. The sort of changing fads of culture
1: yeah, exactly. that come
0: along and wreck things, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. Right. And we seem to think as human beings that we can always progress beyond these basic structures of reality. Yeah. And that's something that we're dealing with today, as yeah. we'll talk as we move. It's going to be
1: interesting when we go through the poem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and then the copybook headings are always relevant at the time. Yeah. So, from where do you think Kipling's morality source comes from?
0: Yeah, interesting. He was, yeah. he, he was himself not, I don't know if he was a an atheist, mm-hmm. but he was definitely not a Christian theist, as Wait, we would because,
1: understand it. Because the first stanza of the poem, it's almost as if he believes these are universal truths that all humans know.
0: Exactly. You know? Which is what the copybook headings represent. Right, yes. Right.
1: So I'm not sure if they come from God for him or not.
0: Yes. And well, there's certainly transcendent you. realities. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. -hmm. That when we moved to a more secular society, we tended to be living off of the corpse of God. Mm
1: -hmm. Even
0: though we've abandoned the transcendent, we're holding on to the transcendent values that anchored everything. Mm -hmm. And so we're feeding off the corpse of God. And eventually, when we get beyond those things, and I think that's where we are today, Mm -hmm. the cliff that we went off in the 21st century we essentially bought almost hook, line, and sinker the entire Hegelian project and lost it all.
1: Right. right. Uh, Or
0: we're in the process of losing it all, unless we turn back to the gods of the copybook headings.
1: Right. Okay, so I'll read stanza one, all right? As I pass through my incarnations in every age and race, I make my proper prostrations to the gods of the marketplace. Peering through reverent fingers, I watch them flourish and fall, and the gods of the copybook headings, I notice outlast them all. So he introduces himself as passing through the ages, yep. the incarnations of of every age and race. So what do you think of peering through reverend fingers?
0: I, I think this is think? one of those points that human beings do not fail to be religious in some way mm-hmm. because it's our very structure. Yeah. And so even if we sort of like get rid of the notion of God, we are not getting rid of religion mm-hmm. because religion is part of what we human beings do and are.
1: Right. And even that's, when
0: we are like socialist atheists, mm-hmm. we are practicing it in a religious way.
1: Right. That's true. And so it's kind of like the lens that we're
0: so hearing
1: through reverend fingers is the lens.
0: I'm teaching an ethics course right now, and I always use in this ethics course a discussion between Jordan Peterson and Jonathan Haidt. And one of the points that Haidt makes in this conversation mm-hmm. is that human beings are by nature religious creatures. It is our natural way of thinking. And he says, in connection with Jordan Peterson, that when we get rid of a more balanced and well-developed religious tradition, a less developed and less balanced religion takes over for it Mm -hmm. so you don't get rid of religion right you just trade it for a less developed less subtle less balanced version of it yeah and that's what we've done for sure. sort of
1: like romans chapter one right the progression where they traded one thing for another
0: yep the, instead of worshiping the Creator, they worship the creation right And that's essentially what Marx does explicitly balanced. and it's far less balanced, far less subtle mm-hmm. right It doesn't yield like in the Old Testament we had the prophets, which kind of is the liberal notion mm-hmm. of change right. of being willing to criticize the structure. Right. and we have the law and the law is the more conservative thing. So, in all established religious structures, there's that balance between the two tendencies. Yeah. And ideologies, which are these unsubtle religions like Marxism, socialism, Nazism, lose the balance. They've become one sided. And boy, have we done that mm-hmm. in today's That's for culture. For sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, let's go to stanza two. We were living in trees when they met us. They showed us each in turn that water would certainly wet us as fire would certainly burn. But we found them lacking in uplift, vision, breadth of mind. So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. So basically these ideas have been passed down through the ages from generation to generation. But then the world left them behind
0: from time immemorial.
1: Mm. And why did they leave them behind, John?
0: Because we tend, as human beings, to think, "Oh, we can do better than Mm -hmm. this. We know better than God does." Old-fashioned,
1: old-fashioned. Right.
0: All those old-fashioned notions we've got to put aside. Right. We are going to progress.
1: And the funny thing is, it's a it's a cycle. Happens all the time.
0: Over and over again, mm-hmm. Plato documented it very clearly in Republic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This, this, this continual evolution of the notion of freedom and the progression of a society from f- a free society to a to a tyranny. Mm-hmm. And he says it's almost an inevitable decline. Mm-hmm. And this is very much what he's saying here. He's saying we were living in trees when they met us. At the at the most basic, at human beings ever were. The copybook headings were there. Mm -hmm. And this is a point that Kant makes, right? Because he says that, just like the Bible says, that morality is written into our very rational nature, the spark of God that inhabits us. Mm -hmm. And we saw this in Paradise Lost when we read it, too. Because Eve said to the tempter when he first presented her with the possibility of eating the apple, she said, no, she said, for us, reason is our law other than this one thing that God forbids to us, our reason is our law. Right. And that's the idea here. These most basic things. And yet we get tempted because we start thinking, oh, we're going to be more subtle yeah. than that. We're more intelligent. We're going to find greater things. It's
1: going to work and for essentially,
0: us. it's that notion of wanting to be God.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That Satan started and we human beings bought into and we are still buying into. Right. So we were living in trees when they met us, very basic human beings. But the most basic things, right, that they taught us mm-hmm. is that water will wet us and fire will burn. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that these are such simple, basic trees. truths that any human being who just lives their life at the basic level of human beings know, is going to yeah. common sense know these things. Right. Until we start getting more sophisticated, right. right? We start progressing. And this is that notion of progress that is so seductive that we buy over and over and over again, right. but that always leads us astray.
1: Right. And are Satan in the garden. Right. And that's why and, he and says- And on a personal level, don't you think we grow up, our parents teach us the basic copybook headings? Yes. And then we become young adults, and we know better, and (laughs) we progress. those stupid parents. Yeah.
0: We know better than they do. And then
1: we come back to what our parents taught us later on in life, we realize, just like in this poem.
0: Yeah. And that's what the Bible says, too, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, train up a child in the way they should go. But I'm saying on a personal level, it's like the cycle happens, too. You see it. For sure. Okay. So let's go to stanza two.
0: So as a parting shot. Yeah. He says, we let them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind
1: mm-hmm. that
0: is mankind is progressing right we're getting more intelligent we're getting, we're getting, more, getting intelligent. more like god we are understanding things better and we can leave those basic common things behind
1: for we the gorillas them.
0: they can right. teach the gorillas right. but we are more sophisticated because
1: right, we know there isn't a man or a woman we know there exactly. is no gender, and
0: there is no God, right? <laughs> right. That that's such silly talk, right? <laughs> um, by by the gorillas, right? The the conservatives
1: exactly. who don't
0: understand these things as well as we do,
1: exactly. Okay, so let's go to stanza three. We moved as the spirit listed. They never altered their pace, being neither cloud nor windborne like the gods of the marketplace. But they always caught up with our progress, and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off its ice field or the lights had gone out in Rome. So at this right. point, humanity tried to progress and move forward, but the copybook headings stayed exactly the same, haven't yep, they?
0: Exactly. And we moved as the spirit listed. That is, yeah. we followed our desires, our mm-hmm. imagination, but the gods of the copybook stayed exactly the same. Right. That's part of the reason we leave them behind, because we don't want to maintain the status quo. Right. We're better than that. We're smarter than that.
1: But, but at the same time, they always caught up with them.
0: Yes. The, the gods of the, of the copybook mm-hmm. settings always caught up. Right. And they showed that all of Me. these sophisticated things fall apart.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. So stanza four is, with the hopes that our world is built on, they were utterly out of touch. They denied that a moon was silt, and they denied she was even Dutch. They denied that wishes were horses. They denied that a pig had wings. So we worship the gods of the market who promised these beautiful things. That stanza reminds me of today. Oh, man is that
0: today, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. I don't
0: want to be a man. I want to be a girl. Right, because
1: the What's copy... that guy's name? Oh, Dylan Mulvaney.
0: Dylan Mulvaney, yeah. yes. He's I a wanna little be girl. I little girl. Right.
1: And the copybook headings are too rational.
0: Yes, yeah, rational and anchored in reality. Right. And those are not exciting. Right. It's not exciting. No. No. And the thing is, human rationality always wants to move beyond and imagine things that are better Mm -hmm. and create a better world, but without boundaries. Yeah, without boundaries. But science and reality are boundaries. Right. They present what we can and cannot do. Actual, real
1: boundaries. And, and even the prophets you talked about before, the yes, liberal, yeah. they were confined by certain exactly. boundaries too.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. They may have envisioned a better world. Mm-hmm. They may have critiqued the existing world, but they also recognized that that world is constrained yeah. within real boundaries. Right,
1: right. And that's exactly. what we
0: forget today. Exactly. You can want to be a little girl, but if you're born with a penis, you're a man. (laughs) And it's not a matter of choice.
1: And it's not even if you were born with one, if you're born with the chromosomes.
0: Right. It's the chromosomal structure of your
1: being. It goes, yeah, it goes all the way down to this. Even beyond the cellular level.
0: Right. Or even the specific sexual structures you're born with. Mm-hmm. You are born one or the other. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be problems with that. Yeah. I don't deny that. Yep. But you can't deny reality right. and continue to function as a society. And this is the central, I think, the central message yeah. of the gods of the copybook headings. You may want to deny reality. And that's what this stands right. is this all stands about. Right, this
1: stands is all about that.
0: But when you do it, Mm -hmm. it's like pulling a rubber band back. It's going to snap back and hit you. Right. And that's where we are. We are living in this fantasy world today. Yeah. And (laughs) we've talked about this before. What drives me so nuts about it is that these people who are claiming all of these things are the ones that are saying to us, science is real. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They've denied science at the most
1: basic level. It's like they're saying, they denied that there's no genders. Yes,
0: they denied that there's no genders.
1: (laughs) They denied that a man can have
0: babies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what this stanza is saying. It's exactly
0: translated for today's world what Rudyard Kipling might have said. that wishes are horses. Right, that wishes are horses. Right. And that is as as ridiculous as it gets. And any culture in history before Mm -hmm. ours... Would have laughed their butt off to
1: make the assertions that we make today with a straight face. Yeah, yeah, I think about that too. I think about what would happen if we bring somebody from the past here. What would they think?
0: Yep. And so there we go again. That Mm -hmm. very last line of that stanza. So we worshiped the gods of the market who promised these beautiful things,
1: these beautiful ideas.
0: Right. So We want to be nice to everyone Mm -hmm. and let children chop off their body parts because that's kind and nice. And we want children to be able to choose to have sex if they want to with
1: adults. That
0: should be allowed because that's being nice. Yeah. And we we must
1: censor books
0: that have things that are racist in them,
1: but not censor books so that children can explore their sexuality. That's right. We want them to be able to explore their
0: sexuality.
1: (laughs) It's like today what we saw in the news. The top story in our local news, our local (laughs) news here where we live, where there was. An investigation into a woman who was cruel to a small dog. Yes. And they had a picture of her and they actually had detectives investigating it. There was a picture of her with a leash with a dog. While if she was holding hands with a child who had just gone through... You know, a Gender teenager,
0: surgery. Right,
1: Where they were healing from having their genitals mutilated, that would be totally fine.
0: Oh yeah, that would be a nice, sweet, wonderful. And there would mother. be no,
1: there would be yeah, there would be no story about cruelty. Nope, no, story was, of cruelty it, whatsoever. Yeah, it just, it just is unbelievable. I just don't understand I, all I, of this. I
0: feel <laughs> like the wicked witch of the west yeah. uh, melting <laughs> down, screaming, "Oh, what a world! What
1: a world!" <laughs> okay. All right, so let's move to stanza five. When the Cambrian measures were forming, they promised perpetual peace. They swore if we gave them our weapons that the wars of the tribes would cease. But when we disarmed, they sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And the gods of the copybook headings said, stick to the devil you know. So what's the Cambrian measures? I'm
0: not sure specifically what he's referring to there, other than the sort of from ancient times. Mm-hmm. The left of our culture tends to think that if we just take away weapons, we just got rid of weapons, yeah. everything would be good, mm-hmm. and everything would be sweet and kind, and there would be no no negative the wars, emotion, the and wars. wars would go away. Right. But the reality is, and again, the gods of the copybook headings are constantly about reality. Right, right. <clears throat> Marxism doesn't work, not because it's not an idealistic, wonderful idea, yeah. but because it doesn't fit reality it doesn't,
1: it doesn't take in sin and right. human nature exactly. into its into its equation.
0: and that's it that's the problem here. The idea that we're going to find perpetual peace by mm-hmm. getting rid of all the guns in our society, by getting rid of all of the weapons, and then everything will be wonderful. He mm-hmm. says, okay, so we believed that, we bought into it, and we gave up our weapons. And what happened? They delivered us bound to our right. foe. And the gods of the copybook headings said, stick to the devil you know.
1: So what was going on in Kipling's time? What was going on in World War One? I, I wonder? Yeah, I think it he was. He would have wrote that. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, Wilson was a big sure, progressive. And the
0: and the, the, well, what course, was the,
1: I'm sorry, the League of was, Nations? Woodrow Wilson was, you know, of course, he was America's president. Kipling was England, but Kipling did live in America. I forget when he lived in America.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure if
1: he saw that at that time or not because he was living here.
0: The idea is that we can achieve peace— by just getting rid of our weapons yeah. and stop the cycle of right.
1: but the problem,
0: guns and violence in that way. Right. But it doesn't work. The because problem human is, beings yeah, are violent. Say, you're,
1: right. you're not dealing with the problem. You're putting a Band-Aid on the issue, but you're not dealing with the root of the issue. Exactly, And that is humans. Right. <laughs>
0: and so we believe it. We believe mm-hmm. the progressives. We follow the structure. Mm-hmm. And where does it lead us? It leads us, as in Neville Chamberlain, Right. into world war Two, right, right and so if we had listened in world war Two to churchill to churchill <laughs> we would have been able to avoid all of the bloodshed and horror of world mm-hmm. war Two if we had followed that advice that is right. if we had ignored the gods of the Good of the place. marketplace right. and followed the gods of the copybook headings stick to the devil you know right. it's like okay, so we're going to put this monster in Germany down, this Hitler guy. We're not going to allow him to do this. Yeah. Instead of playing with, oh, we'll just be nice. We'll be nice. And, and we'll let him go along with all that nice. they want to do. If we just allow him to invade over there, it's okay. It's all part of the structure. And we won't oppose him because that'll create conflict. That is the problem. If we're not willing to face reality mm-hmm. and the fact that the world is a harsh, power-driven place in politics, then we're going to face the yeah. consequences and yeah. we'll be delivered bound to our, foe. our foe. Right. And we conservatives, have mm-hmm. haven't learned this lesson no. <laughs> because we have been delivered bound to our foe over yeah. and over and over again. That's and right. if we don't stand up as Christians, as conservatives in our culture, yeah. We face the consequences, and it's our own fault.
1: Yeah. But I always said, I think conservatives, they don't stand up because they're the ones taking care, that are doing the work, taking care of their families, actually putting their heart and soul into their families. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, how much more energy do you have? Yeah. To expend on all this culture stuff yeah. because they're so involved in yeah. that small unit. Yeah,
0: they're in the process of living. Yeah. But that's not enough. I know. We I know that We sure. can't just live that way.
1: Right. So stanza six. On the first Feminian sandstones, we were promised a fuller life, which started by loving our neighbor and ended by loving his wife. Till our women had no more children and the men lost reason and faith and the gods of the copybook heading said the wages of sin is death. Yes. It's like another low as man falls deeper into sin, huh?
0: Right. And it's interesting as both you and I sort of investigated this. Yeah. No one was willing yeah. to even raise this this kind of everyone for, is terrified.
1: Yeah, for you, I'm not sure what you found, but for myself it was like they went around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like skirted it.
0: Yeah, they refused ordered. to even raise the issue. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: the clear reference here
1: on the first Feminian sandstone. And Kipling did mean feminism. That, right. He really did mean that. Very clearly. He and meant and that. and he says the women had no more children. What's right. happening right now? We're,
0: right. It's where we are as a culture. Right. And it's actually something that no one even talks about. Mm-hmm. We are declining in the West in terms of our reproductive rates right we're going to be you know we we we're, we're declining right. we're going down we're not makes, even we are not even reproducing our current numbers
1: right and my thoughts lately have been what's contributing to this job market issue where we don't have enough people to work yeah i mean i know it has to do with covid but my suspicions are we've aborted millions and millions of children yes, yes. And, and and they're not here to work now
0: And this one in particular, he says, which started by loving our neighbor Mm -hmm. and ended by loving his wife. This is that progressive notion that we must all just love one another without those sort of restrictive notions of your family, my family, right? Just love one another. That's how it works. It takes a village. Right? It takes a village. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it starts by loving your neighbor. And then, of course, it, it slides into this fr- notion of free sex, mm-hmm. free love, and just do what feels good. It's mm-hmm. that hippie notion.
1: Right, right.
0: Even though we're talking about World War I, mm-hmm. that's exactly what he had in mind. Because,
1: if remember, the guise of the copybook headings is a cycle. It it's keeps, a cycle. It, it goes around and around. and he, Right. And Rudyard Kipling saw it happening over through history, and, yep. and he sees it happening again in his time, and he knows it's going to keep going And all the incarnations.
0: Why you said, yes, in right. every incarnation. Right.
1: Through every age and race.
0: Every age and race, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and so this idea of feminism isn't new in mm-hmm. our day, and in fact it's falling apart because there's nothing being attacked more seriously than femininity mm-hmm. in our culture, Yeah, oh and goodness. not by the right by the left. Yeah, exactly. it is being destroyed.
1: Yeah. They hate women. Yeah, it's disgusting now.
0: The the abortion culture mm-hmm. is built on a structure that just
1: hates women. Right. And and the trans the, the trans, trans, trans thing I mean <laughs> it, it just astounds me how they just disregard women and allow men to win scholarships awards for what women have worked so hard for right. over the years and you put men in those places and it's just i just i'm like speechless i don't know what to say anymore
0: the gods of the copybook headings allow for the distinction between men and women allow women to be women right. allow men to be men right and women can therefore flourish right. in that Right. And men can flourish, and right. together they can flourish. Right. But when we play these stupid, silly games,
1: these gods of the marketplace,
0: the gods of the marketplace, games. where we can imagine mm-hmm. these things where and make them true, where pigs, Dylan
1: pigs have wings,
0: what's his name?
1: Dylan Mulvaney. Where
0: Dylan Mulvaney can be a little girl, right?
1: Can be a little girl, not just a not, girl. Yeah, not, not just, just a, girl. a woman. Yep. Okay, so stanza seven says, In the Carboniferous Epic, we were promised abundance for all by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul. But though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy. And the gods of the copybook heading said, If you don't work, you die.
0: So the basic
1: I mean, that is straightforward. Yeah. Is
0: your life depends on you mm-hmm. and what you do. Right. So we were promised abundance for all. This is what Marxism, socialism promises us mm-hmm. over and over and over again and yet every time it's tried, mm-hmm. who suffers? the people that are supposed to be the ones who are helped by it mm-hmm. the common man.
1: What do you think about the Carboniferous epic? I know they said that it has to do with the coal miners and yes uh, but you think the common man the man who works
0: right I think hard it's the- day and night. The person who works hard day and night for all the things that they do is the one who suffers when the progressives get in charge and manage to destroy the entire structure of an economic system. Because they say we should divide everything equitably. Yeah. Everybody should have what they need. Right. Instead of rewarding
1: right.
0: hard work, diligence which is which is virtue. robbing
1: Peter to pay Paul. Though we had selected
0: Peter to pay for collective Paul. Paul. So we always steal from the rich to give to the poor. It's a Robin Hood type of game. I like how he says selected Peter. Right, to pay (laughs) for collective Paul. And it is the collectivists Mm -hmm. specifically that Kipling has in mind here. He is not an idiot. Socialism was broad, and at that moment it was prospering. Right. And he had that specifically in mind, right. the collectivists, the right. Marxists, the socialists.
1: I mean, this whole poem is very straightforward. Yes. What do you think about, though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy?
0: What comes to mind, of course, is post-World War One mm-hmm. Germany, with the collapse of the economy and the buckets full of money that you needed to buy a loaf of bread. Yep but i don't think that's specifically what he had in mind here cuz that's actually after the right, fact right. but he's recognizing that this is what they produce they produce a society in which everything gets more and more expensive just mm-hmm. like it is what in today's world um, joe biden's economy right um things get more and more expensive and who prospers in that the people who are already rich,
1: right. the
0: people right. who are poor end up suffering most right. in that exactly. type of economy. Exactly. And that's why it's the Carboniferous Epic, I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, he anchors the whole thing mm-hmm. with the biblical notion of, if, if you don't, don't work, 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 you die. Right. So we shouldn't forget that the gods of the copybook headings tell us, your life is based on your own work, your right. own responsibility. You must take responsibility for yourself. The 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 government can't do it.
1: The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat, which means you die. You die. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah.
0: And it's that Mm self-responsibility that is constantly denied by the progressives.
1: Right, right. So stanza eight, then the gods of the market tumbled and their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew and the hearts of the meanest were humbled and began to believe it was true that all is not gold that glitters, and two and two make four. And the gods of the copybook headings limped up to explain it once more. Hey, John. Yes. Do you think two and two make four, that was before, he said this before George Orwell said two oh, yeah. and two make five. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think
0: Orwell might have I wonder picked if he up played on a, this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. That's funny. All right. So what would you like to say about this?
0: So I just to pick up on what you just said there, mm-hmm. the point is that they distort reality right. to the extent that math doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> and that is something that I mean, when you can deny the distinction between men and women, Mm -hmm. you're in a culture that is no longer anchored to reality. You're living in a fantasy world. And that's where we live in today's world and have been living for some time. And it's not, as Jonathan Haidt would have it, something that's just happened in the last decade. Mm -hmm. This has been something we've been laying the groundwork for through the long march through the institutions from the early 20th century, right. all the way back to Hegel well, and even before.
1: Yeah, you say back to Hegel. I remember listening to Heather MacDonald this week, and she was saying decades. Yes. I mean, she acknowledges that there's people out there. And, and John, look at this. It says, and their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew. Yeah. We were listening to um, um James Lindsay. I, James Lindsay this week, and he was calling these people wizards.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that belief, that? absolutely. The woke culture, right? the Marxist culture that underlies it, are wizards right. in the sense that they are buying into the Gnostic religions mm-hmm. that have been in force in the Western world for <laughs> centuries. And it's not a new process. No, It's the same old horse. And this is what exactly Rudyard Kipling is saying.
1: Right, again.
0: This so structure cool. is not new. It's mm-hmm. been there all along, mm-hmm. and we keep going back, back to it to like it. a dog returns to his vomit. Right,
1: right. And in fact, he says he that says later. He that later, yes. But yeah, that's what this whole poem is over and over again this cycle.
0: Right. And what we need to do is get back to mm-hmm. the gods of the copybook headings. And so often, even as Kipling expresses it, it's the Bible.
1: Right, 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 right. The right.
0: basic structures of Western civilization if as expressed in the Bible.
1: And if you're not Christian or if you're not a religious person, it's back to the basics.
0: Back to the basic, right,
1: right. common sense view of the world, and not
0: this crazy, metaphysical, fantasy world mm-hmm. that we are living in today. Right.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like once we reach the breaking point, the progress gets thrown out, and, 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 and the light of excitement gets right. put out, and and then the copybook headings come back again.
0: Right, and this Those this ideas. stanza makes but that point. I'm not sure
1: if we're, are we at the point where we're going to, are we going to return to it? Or, I don't know. Or is this going to be the end?
0: I don't know, because it says, destroys itself. Then the gods of the market tumbled. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to get to that point where yeah. things fall apart completely. That's what he's talking about here. Yeah. I mean, we saw it at the end of World War One for Germany. Mm-hmm. Right? The whole ground dropped out. The society fell apart. We are now like that in the Western world. We're about to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. We're about to fall apart. Well, and their smooth tongued wizards withdrew. I think not fall apart, but we're we're like expanding so far, like <laughs> I see these seams everywhere, and the seams are like about to break. And if we push yeah. anything else in it. It's just going to explode yeah. and everything's well, going to...
0: And we should pray that, as he says here, Go the gods of the copybook headings limped up to yeah. explain it once more, that we have the chance to reassert reality
1: mm-hmm. and
0: God's truth in our culture. And,
1: and the fact that they're limping... I don't know limping, that we will. What do you think they're limping for? Because, because they've been attacked they've so They've been
0: attacked so badly. We talked about that too.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not wait, it's not just that they've been pushed aside and forgotten and left aside. Right. They've been beaten. Oh,
0: beaten down. Yeah. Think of what we talked about the nature of the marital relationship. Right. Not just in secular culture, but even in the church,
1: mm-hmm. being
0: beat down to right. the point where it's no longer what it used to be. Right.
1: And so it's limping. It's not just It's been damaged. It's not just like Oh, it's going to come out from from the closet. It's limping up because it's been beaten.
0: Yeah, and it's not accidental. Mm-hmm. The long march through the institutions was an explicit program yeah. of the left yeah. to destroy our culture. And because I, as James Lindsay says, what do you want? Not that. Yeah. Whatever you put before him, any positive vision, not that. Right. That must be destroyed. Right. All that exists must perish, as I mean, Marx loved to quote. Say, yeah. And, and then, we have to tear down this world. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They've been achieving it. We've allowed them to achieve it. And yes. it must stop. Yeah, We must reassert the undeniable truths of reality. Rush used to call them that. Yeah, The undeniable truths of reality, right? We must go back to the gods of the copybook headings to the Bible, to the transcendent reality.
1: And 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 work within those boundaries. The
0: boundaries of reality.
1: Right. You are free within that in within the Garden of Eden, within the boundaries.
0: Within the boundaries. In fact, that's the only real freedom that exists. Because there is no freedom in chaos.
1: Right. And then you can make change and and, and progress. Yes. But there is no progression when you've destroyed all the boundaries. Right, right. Okay, so I'm going to do stanza nine and ten together because they pretty much, they, they go together, yeah. As it will be in the future, it was at the birth of man, there are only four things certain since social progress began, that the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire, and that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. I like how you say it. I like how you read this whole poem and simple gifts. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. It's
0: one of my favorite poems yeah. for sure.
1: So basically, the circle starts again and again, and the copybook headings will will be the last the last man standing.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. the deep it's the deep magic. Yeah, that exactly. That C. S. Lewis talks about. Mm-hmm. It's like you think you can evade it, but you can't. Yeah, because reality is reality. God made it as such, mm-hmm. and you may play like you can ignore it. Mm-hmm. But reality snaps back and hits you in the face, and you can't change reality. Right. You can play at being a little girl, Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. But you're not a little girl.
1: Right. You're right. a man. Right. No matter what you do.
0: No matter what you do or how you act, it's just a game and reality comes back and slaps you in the face. Yeah. It will. We don't have we don't have the option. Unfortunately, we do. (laughs) We have the option of (laughs) disregarding it, which is part of the freedom that God gives us. But then we have to pay the consequences.
1: Plus part of the freedom we have in this country that we're we're able to do that, And and the wealth that we have, Mm -hmm. we're able to to do these things at this point. Then I think, again, back to the personal level, we're at the point where our kids are at the age what? They're in their late twenties and thirties, yep. and suddenly it's kind of fun listening to them realizing the the gods of the copybook copy book. <laughs> are right. <Yes. laughs> and they they come over and they sit and talk to us about this stuff, and you you so want to say, "I told you so," <laughs> but you just sit there and act like they're they're discovering this new thing. <laughs> yes. Well, and we did it too when we were their of age. Yeah. Yep. The tragedy
0: here. Is that with terror and slaughter?
1: Yeah, that's, that's they the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Because these are the consequences of avoiding reality. Right. And thinking that you can create reality in your mind instead of being forced to deal with it. Yeah. This is the basic structure of science mm-hmm. reality must correct our conceptions, not the other way around. Right. We don't get to rewrite reality. Right. And that's why they're wizards. Mm-hmm. Well, as James Lindsay, as James makes the Lindsay case, said this, what we were listening to this week. They think they can make reality in their own image mm-hmm. instead of having to deal with reality as it is. Right. And until we are willing to submit to reality, we're going to have to deal with the slaughter. Right. The terror and slaughter of disregarding it. Right. And unfortunately, it's not just the people who do it. They subject the rest of us, the world, to it, too.
1: But the problem is reality isn't a beautiful thing.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's also our fault, right? Because we're the ones that reduced reality from the goodness God made to mm-hmm. the evil that we end right. up having to deal with. Right, right. But think about think about the world, assuming it continues to go on, that we get over some of this crap Think about the world that is going to have to be dealt with yeah. in twenty or yeah. thirty years when these people who have been told that they can choose their gender yeah. are going to actually now have to deal with all of the things that they've right. done right. based on these lies.
1: Right. I mean physically, mentally, emotionally.
0: Talk about terror and slaughter. Yeah,
1: it is, it is. It's going to be it's going to be scary and sad and oh. Yeah.
0: It is devastating what yeah. we're doing to our kids, right. to our culture.
1: Right. Okay, so that's it for this week. We'll leave everybody on
0: We did tell everyone <laughs> that this is not a happy poll. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: We'll leave everybody on a sad note. <laughs> Hopefully next week you have some, we have something more, more you know, encouraging to talk about.
0: It says something
1: mm-hmm. pretty
0: powerful, that paradise yeah. lost is a much more pleasant poem (laughs) than the one we've just dealt with, right?
1: (laughs) But I don't know why, but I just felt like this was an extremely important thing to talk about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the link to read The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Kipling, you'll have that in the description. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have time to read it and would like to listen to John read it, he does a great job on our YouTube channel.
0: If you'd like for me to quote it for you from memory, uh-huh. you can hire me to come to your
1: yeah your, your event. event.
0: <laughs> That's actually how we started out with yeah, a lot we of this. Did. I memorized huge amounts of poetry and and um, we, speeches and historical things.
1: We would walk through the neighborhood day after day after day reciting. I would have a clipboard with whatever you were you re- learning, right.
0: memorizing, and yep. you
1: would memorize it. And we'd have neighbors stopping us, asking us, "What the <laughs> heck are you guys doing?"
0: <laughs> so that was the idea with wise words for your occasion. Right. So we thought maybe that, that was could at the take beginning. off. Yeah, it hasn't worked so well. No,
1: but, but then <laughs> you said, "Hey, I have an idea. I'd like to do the Christian atheist," <laughs> and that's then we got that going.
0: Right. But I still have a lot of stuff memorized, and I would mm-hmm. love to quote it for you.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay, so next Monday on the Christian Atheist, we'll be playing the final part of John's chat with Paul Chung, Doctor Paul Chung, host of the podcast "What Do You Mean God Speaks." It was the first interview that John conducted himself, and we're gonna try to do more interviews because that it's not really interviews; it's more like chats, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's a we lot have of some fun actually coming in up. the hopper. Yep, yep. exactly. So if you're interested in knowing more about the Christian Atheists, why not check out the link to John's book in the description, Through the Looking Glass, The Implosion of an Atheist Professor's Worldview. And that's on Amazon. And as always, if you listen to us on our YouTube channel, please subscribe. You hear that from every YouTuber, but it it really would help us if you subscribe. And if you uh, have the means, why not buy us a cup of coffee? There's a link to that in the description as well. Right. And thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much.
0: Thank you for suggesting that we do this today. It was fun.
1: It was really fun. And I think it's very relevant.
0: very relevant for today's world.
1: All right. See you next week, everybody. Love you. I love you too, Johnny.
0: I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can have your religious cake, and eat it, too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview and be a Christian.